Howdy, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Awesome. I sent you a video recently from Lex Friedman and Michael Malice. Yep. I think the full thing is like two hours and 30 minutes is what you said earlier. Yeah, Lex usually does really long form and gets into deep conversations. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. This is episode 51. Are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Hurry up! Okay, we're going to get started. Where is everybody? Who's missing? Get them! Come on, hurry! It is time to begin. This is only 17 minutes long. So sit down, calm down, we will wait. Or, or put it on pause for you. So sit down and calm down. We'll wait. Or put it on pause for you. Pause. Okay, here we go. Get comfortable with your hosts and friends, LaFoul and A. Michael Malice is an interesting guy. Before we really get into him, one thing I like about Lex is he always asks a series of questions. I don't know if this is a normal one. I can think of some other ones that he asked everyone. But with Michael, the question that I wanted to ask you about was whether most people can think on their own. Lex is like, yes, you know, people can think of their own. They can make good decisions. They can try to do the right thing. And Michael was trying to, I don't know if he's arguing devil's advocate, but I think he actually believes, no, it sounds like he said something to the degree of some people don't have souls. He said that more than once. As far as I can recall, I don't think that's a standard question that Lex usually asks. They were talking very specifically in that segment. Lex sees the world from a place of love, right? And he often gets called naive or, you know, not old enough to understand how terrible the world can be. So they were having some of that conversation. And Lex firmly believes that people can and will do the right thing. Michael Malice doesn't agree. And so they had a really interesting conversation about that. The clip that you sent me is you know, a pull quote out of a much longer, probably half an hour part of that conversation. Yeah. One of the things he also mentioned into it, and I also sent another clip about scare tactics. Oh yeah, scare tactics. Michael used the example of people are going to do horrible things. Some people are, not all people, but like a big majority of them. Again, it sounded like to me he was saying don't have souls and that they'll tend to do horrible things. He gave one example one time I saw the show called Scare Tactics, you know, and he kind of set up what the show's about. They trick people into thinking that they're doing something and then they record the whole thing. It's kind of like a um, candy camera. Yeah, it's a hidden camera show. So he says this stuff and he says that there are people inside and this guy is supposed to guard them. Like he's a temporary, you know, security position. And they get out and they're like, help us. We're being held hostage here. We're being made to work for free, free labor. Please let us go. And the guy's like, no, I can't. I can't do I'm getting paid to do that. And that was his one example. I'm somewhere between Lex and Michael. I started off in life being Lex, and then life threw me to the dogs for a while. And so I kind of got over to the Michael Malice side of the world. But I still don't feel like I've gone fully on Michael Malice, like sometimes how he presents. There's that famous uh, psychological test where they made half the people prisoners and half the people were the prison guards and the prison guards turned 
really rabid, really fast. I do think that there is a capacity and perhaps it's just laziness to go with doing the easy thing instead of doing the hard thing. Malice and Friedman were talking about, you know, what it is to be heroic and being heroic in small measure instead of big measures, like be heroic every day. That I think is how that conversation got started. But I do agree with Michael Malice. I think that people in general don't always seek to do the best thing. I agree with him in the sense that there are a lot of people out there that are like that. But oddly enough, I think that his demographic is that type. He's done a lot of Fox News. Who, Michael Malice? Yeah, Michael Malice has been in commentary on Fox News a lot. What's he been commentating on? Just various things. I don't have any clips available right now, but just go to his Wikipedia page and it makes it very clear. You got to know what he's talking to Fox News about because he's an anarchist. He's a hardcore anarchist. So he's not going on Fox News to talk about a lot of things that I think people would assume Fox News would want to talk to him about, right? Saying that he's a commentator on Fox News kind of sounds like you want to turn him into like some kind of Trumpican, which he definitely is not. I don't know where he stands on the Trump issue. I know that he doesn't believe in voting, but that's a different story. I don't want to get too far off the track with this. That has to do with anarchy, right? That has to do with anarchy. In my opinion, this has to do not so much with nature as it does with nurture. People are taught to be cruel. And being cruel can become quite addicting. If that's your reward system, that's what's going to become. If you have an animal, for example, and the animal's a puppy, and you teach it to attack as a game, when it grows older, it's going to think attacking is the right thing to do. Yeah, I watched you train a dog that way. And humans are the exact same way. If kids are taught that being racist is good, that being mean to others is good, that it's cool to be a prison guard and it's cool to be a cop and to beat people, they're going to naturally tend to lean toward doing that. That is nothing to do with who they were. That's how they were trained. And that's the biggest problem. So you're on the side of Lex, who thinks that everybody has a good soul and that if they could be retrained, perhaps the world would be a nicer place. I don't know if they can be retrained. There's a movie called The Matrix. And in The Matrix and in Animatrix, they try to say that there's a certain age you reach that you can't be pulled out of The Matrix. Right. And that's a made up fantasy written for entertainment. So do you want to then say that that is the truth in our world? Or was that just the truth in the writer's mind as a way to make an interesting story? In the real world, there is an age that you cannot be changed. Really? What age is that? It depends on the on the individual. In the movie, The Matrix, he managed to make it a 21 and being pulled out. Some, they say, you can't pull them up past the age of like six or seven. You're talking about getting pulled out of a fantasy world where you've been used as energy versus you and I coming up in a world. <laughs> Number one, you and I don't get pulled out of anything. We just continue on our lives, whatever that trajectory is. So when is it that I'm going to no longer be able to change? I'm curious. I don't think you can change right now. I think that you're stuck in your ways. I think that if you found out something was wrong, you would fight tooth and nail to prove that it wasn't. I think right now at our age that you can't be changed. You cannot be pulled out of the matrix. You've become used to it. In order for me to have this conversation, I'm going to have to agree that there is a matrix. Um, then it's just going to go around and around because you're going to say, well, I believe there's a matrix and you're in the matrix and that's why you don't believe in it. Talk about something like serious in this life. Look, at I gave you an example of talking about something serious and you try to take it to the left field. Something serious? Um, 
The Matrix movies? I said as an example. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not a serious example. Right. That is entertainment. And it's fantastic entertainment. Give me something real world. Something that you and I like experience. You have real world around you and you deny it every day. For example, we have grown adults that don't want to teach that race is a problem in this country because that's how they were raised. And how am I ignoring that? That's the perfect example right before you. And Congress is even stepping in in Texas where you have hardcore right-wing Republicans who don't want to talk about race because they want to continue to teach hatred to their kids. Wait, 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 wait. You keep moving away from me. You seem to be accusing me of, like, not wanting to address the racial problem in this freaking world. Real quick. Life is not all about you. I was talking about malice to begin with. So let's get back to him. But you used the word you. You kept saying you. You said to me that I couldn't change. You don't think that I can change now, that I'm too stuck in my ways. And then you brought up race. Okay. Well, you're all over the place. Where would you like me to go? Let's go back to malice, because how you got into the conversation was you were saying, what age could I can't change at? And I said, you can't change now. Getting back to his original point, my belief is, and I was saying, like the Matrix, to give an example that people can go, oh, that makes sense. In the real world, people have a hard time changing their nurture, how they have been grown up. When you're taught something as a kid, for example, that's going to kind of be how you believe as an adult. And I don't see a lot of examples of people being taught something one way and then turning around as an adult and changing it. I'll give another example. In the military, I knew senior NCOs who could go to the range and not score expert because they learned a certain way of shooting and they just couldn't fix that. I could take a private who's never fired before and within the first few lessons, help him to shoot zero. Easy to train because he hasn't had all this bad influence on him. The NCO couldn't ever learn to score a perfect shot. Why? Because he's just been trained to do it the wrong way. Well, let's talk about what you were trained to do in the military. If you want to use that as an example, from what you have told me, you were part of the military and you believed hook, line, and sinker what the U.S. military was engaged in at the time that you were in service to the country and then perhaps afterwards. But there came a turning point where you decided that that was not the route to go. You were more of an advocate for peace and less war. You're an advocate for cannabis. There are a lot of things that you say and do now that I don't think you did as far as I can tell with what you've told me, when you were in that service. So something happened that allowed you to change. First off, I never had an opinion about cannabis in the military because I was only taught one thing, don't try it, and then it was bad. And then I started doing research and found out otherwise. But that's your training, right? That's your social and your military training saying, don't do that. It's a bad thing to do, which goes to your point of being trained a certain way and then having to move beyond that. I didn't have any experience in cannabis, none. I, there's no training. There's nothing there. As far as the military goes, my views of military have stayed the exact same even in the military. Not every fight is meant to be fought. Every war has to have a purpose. If it doesn't have a purpose, you don't engage. That's never changed. The military is it's very complicated, but my views on on what countries we should be going to war with don't have not changed at all from the time that I was in and knew what was going on to right now. Now that I have even more information, 
But getting back to malice again, I disagree because people in our society, especially, and, and I use the example of the critical race theory, because that's where it begins in schools. And that's something that if you don't want to use the matrix, for example, use this for an example. This is where most people learn about the problems of this country. For example, most people didn't even know about June 19th until very recently. Correct. It was forcefully not taught in school on purpose. Like, we're not teaching that. No, not, wait, well, shh, keep, keep, keep that quiet. And now we're starting to learn, hey, look, we need to talk about this. And this idea of critical race theory came out because it was saying there's been this big disparity of education and it's actually tilted to teaching that white supremacy is actually not what it really was. And we need to fix that. And these people have been raised for so long that they don't want to change this. What do you think the whole making America great again was about? We don't want something new. We want to stick with what we used to know. And this is all Trump ever talked about, the same old 1950s, 1940s, all the stuff from the past, because they don't want change. They don't want to try to say, hey, look, at you know, maybe we got that wrong. And this is what I see as a problem that he's facing. So you agree with Michael Malice? I'm in the middle of those two because Lex is right. There are a lot of good people out there. If you think that Michael's right, he errs inside of all humans are not created equal. I've never heard him say that. I think that you are assuming, based on a five-minute clip, a lot about Michael Malice. You are assuming a ridiculous amount about that man. If you think that people don't have a soul, then... How can they be equal to somebody who has a soul? I'm not going to argue the point because I'm not Michael Malice. Okay. They did not delve into that enough, but I've listened to enough Michael Malice to want to come out and say, I I think more than a lot of people, he believes in the sameness of humans. Okay. So if one person has a soul and another doesn't have a soul, are they equal? It's going to depend on your perspective. Is a soul required for humanity? Yeah. According to you, but not according to everybody else. If you had this conversation with the Buddha, the Buddha would say, no, there is no soul. When you say not everyone has a soul, in my view, that's a key to saying we're not all created equal. I'm saying that everyone has a Lex may even be saying everyone has a soul, but some of them are just taught poorly. That's more along the lines of what I think. Can they all be corrected? Who knows? Mm -hmm. This is something new. I'll add it to the equation. I think it has to do with command climate. I think if you have one person in there who's charismatic leader and they convince everybody, hey, look at, you know, to do the right thing is to be cruel. You know, that's doing the right thing. I think a lot of times everybody's like, yeah, it sounds good to me. Hell no, we're not letting you go and we're going to keep you guys prisoners. We're going to take this land, throw you off it. We're going to take your lives. Because we don't really think that you're souls. So I see that out there. <laughs> now you've tried to put Michael Malice's words into a study that happened in the 1970s. And yes, the strongest guy sort of took over and then was just brutal to the, quote, prisoners. It got out of control really fast. You look at somebody like Ceausescu. Michael Malice brought him up later in the podcast. How does a guy like that end up transitioning from where he started out in Romania to where he ended up, right? 
there was a point in his existence where he discovered that he could have a lot more control if he conducted himself a certain way. And then a lot of Romanians suffered hugely. Hmm. Yeah. Good talk. We'll talk more later. Later. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist.